Alexa, tell me about Mandy Musgrave. Amanda Marie Musgrave is an American actress and singer. And she's so fine. This episode is nuts. It is so crazy, yo. Uh, and not crazy, crazy, because, you know, South of Nowhere gets crazy. But Oh, they go there. They go oh, there. They do go there. They're, and I can't wait till we go there. Um, but this episode <laughs> definitely talks about things that are going on currently in our you know, our culture, in our, our country. Um, and some of these comments that some of these actors make, I'm like, ooh. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Guys- they really go there with the comments, especially some of the things that Sean says. Boy. Oh, I don't think Sean was. Sean wasn't the culprit. But, you know, Sean said the truth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said some good stuff, though. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, that it's 2005 when you hear these. You hear what happened, because I don't know if some <laughs> of this stuff could fly on TV today unless it was done as a way to teach people how not to be racist, show people who they I are. I think it would. It would fly today. It flew on Degrassi for a little bit around this time. Around 2019? I think it would fly, yeah. I if mean, it flew back then, it could fly today. Not really, because I'm actually watching a Golden Girls, I mean, I'm listening to a Golden Girls podcast, and in the 80s, oh, child, they used to say things like, they used to talk about gay people negatively and make fun of gay people. They used to make fun of fat people. Um, make fun of anybody got that got cellulite. Cellulite? <laughs> yeah, they because they're golden girls. They're older, so they'd make fun of people that were little people. Nowadays, wow, Instagram will be all over your page just defacing it. Yeah. So I feel like the climate has changed a little bit from 2005 to where some of this stuff may sound a little like. Like some stuff that I can't. Well, we're going to go into it. I was about to go deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was some foreshadowing in this episode. So uh, fans out there, make sure you pay attention a little close. Well, people that are new uh, follow close because people that are fans already already know what's up. But um, Mm -hmm. I forgot to do the intro because I was so excited. So, uh, hey, guys, (laughs) this is Nettie Smith and Nisi Smith. What is good with it? This is Get Wasted on South of Nowhere. Thank you guys so much for listening. Any new listeners out there, welcome. Welcome to the family. (laughs) We're glad to have you. We are glad to have you, and we're a very welcoming family. So um, thank you so much for for taking the time out to hear what we have to say about this episode. All right, so uh, should we get into the episode? Yes, because like I said, I have so many things to say, especially about this beginning part. (laughs) Uh, well, then go ahead and start it off. Let's have you start it off then. What, what, do you, what do you notice? Okay, so Spencer is chilling in her room. Um, then, oh, she's typing on her computer to, the screen name was Sports Girl. I didn't really catch who that was. I think it's somebody she met on the net. I don't think it's anybody that we know. She probably went to a chat room for like 
gay teens and just was trying people. to figure out what to, you know, how to say things to her, her family in the in the event that she was actually yeah. gay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so she's that internet chatting with sports girl, and then she gets a message from Ashley, and they talk for like five seconds, and then Ashley tells her to look out her window. Ashley is downstairs looking so hot. Oh my gosh, she's wearing yes, a bikini top I'm and some shorts, I think. And her body just looks so good. She makes me want to go and, to the gym um, right now. Yeah, she just <laughs> looked amazing. And um, she's like, oh, let's cut class today. And Spencer's like, girl, I can't. I got like two tests in the lab today. And she's like, whatever, let's just do it. And Spencer's like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So Spencer gets ready. She goes downstairs. Paula has made this giant breakfast for the kids and everything. And Spencer just, she grabs an apple and is like, oh, I'll just eat on the way or whatever. And Paula's like, no, like I made French toast, sit down and eat. And Spencer's like, oh, I got to go. And I think she says, um, oh, Ashley's taking me to school. And Paula just looks so like not with it. She looked like Spencer had just said that she was going to get a ride from the devil. That is what (laughs) Paula looked like. That was her reaction. It was. And yeah, so, and Spencer just taking an apple to go with her to school. I was like, she is the definition of that Twitter post where like those rich families have the big giant breakfast with like pancakes and fruit and everything. And the kid is just like, oh, I'll just grab a banana and eat at school. And they run out the door because she literally just took an apple and, and went out the door. So yeah. yeah. Um, well, what I got from this scene is uh, also a few things. Uh, when Spencer looks out the window, she sees Ashley texting her f- from her phone to her computer. And honestly, even back in 2008, when I first saw this, because I was a late bloomer, guys, I started watching late. <laughs> um, I was like, how is she texting her and it's going to her computer? But nowadays, <laughs> obviously, everybody do that. That's easy. But back then, I was like, that technology exists because... I don't remember doing they that. They were living in the future early. <laughs> she must have had some kind of, I don't know, special phone service that allowed for that, for AIM to be, because back then, if you could do that, it was expensive. But then again, Ashley is mad rich. She got a rich daddy and a big inheritance coming her way. We know this oh, yeah. because he's a rock star. Come on. Like you don't know if you don't know. Uh, Ashley's body does look great. Uh, this is not going to count as a crop top alert because this is a bathing suit. So we're going to have to uh, hold off on it for a little bit. Um, she goes uh, down the stairs, skips breakfast or actually most of it. And she's riding with Ashley to the beach. But only she knows that. So next scene, Ashley and Spencer in the car. Ashley is driving and they're going to the beach and it looks so great. Because I live in New York where it's uh, it's an average temperature of 40 something. So just seeing the beach and the water and the weather. Uh, oh, my God. It had me feeling like I could tear up a bit. Um, <laughs> you live in that miserable life in that cold. Well, I mean, there's tons to do. There's tons to do. That's all I can really say about New York. We do have a lot of celebrities and a lot of events. Uh, Nisa lives in Miami where uh, the beach is every five minutes. Yeah, I literally live like around the corner from the beach, but have not been there yet. So see, <laughs> just you're trying to get education. <laughs> when you live nearby, you take it for granted. That's that's what happens. Yeah, I guess it'd be like that. Yeah, that's how it was when I lived in Florida. I was just in the house in the air conditioner all all day and I barely went to the beach. But, you know, now I regret it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ashley mentions that if she gets caught again, 
doing this uh, skip school thing that she will be suspended. And Spencer's like, girl, well, let's go back. And she's like, no. <laughs> she pulls out a note. Now, this this part's kind of confusing. Maybe you, you've noticed what it is. But um, she pulls out a note and um, Spencer reads it. And she goes, she reads it out and it says, please excuse my daughter, Ashley, um, stating that she's going to be out due to seeing one of her doctors. Uh, and she signed her. Well, she forged her mom's signature. So my question is, why is the note going to the beach with them? That's true. And even if they were to take the note to school, who's going to turn it in? I mean, I, I would Ashley turn it in. All right. Oh, uh, it could have been, oh, you know what I think about now? It it maybe was, she's going to give it the next day when she goes to school and say, the reason I was out yesterday is because this is why. Yeah, I guess. But didn't they read the note in present tense? Please excuse Ashley. She will be, she will be at an appointment instead of she was at an appointment. Um, I have it up, but. Um, let me see if I can find that part real quick. Mm, yeah, yeah, it is present tense. It says, please excuse Ashley today. So, um, so maybe she, maybe she's going to take the note after school. Um, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Once you, this if whole you're thing out- is ridiculous. <laughs> If you're out and you're not at school, you're not able to make it because you got a doctor something or other that to where you need a note. You can't be why show up at school. You're you're supposed to be in your feelings because you went to your shrink or whatever. No, some kids would some kids would go to the doctor and come back to school during lunch and flex on everybody with McDonald's. No, they would go to the doctor, come back to school later. But she she went to the beach. She ain't coming back to school. Who said that she's going to be? You're going to go to the beach. You're going to go all day. You're not coming back halfway through with McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, bro, you better enjoy the beach. Well, if any of you listeners know how she's going to turn in this note, please contact us. <laughs> Get wasted at so when at gmail.com. Like, it's important. Um, so they're driving in the car, and um, Spencer's having a hard time uh, thinking about lying to her parents. Because mm-hmm. she's such a she's such a l- great little daughter, and she does everything mommy and daddy tell her. And <laughs> Ashley's corrupting her like the bad person <laughs> she is, like she's the devil. Spencer just doesn't know how she's gonna do it. Anyway, now this this next line that Ashley says is probably my favorite line from the entire series, and I use it in real life. <laughs> and when people like. People say things, people ask me for advice, and then I tell them to lie, and they're like, lie? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes you gotta lie to live. Sometimes you don't. And I never tell them where it's from, but I always say that. And the last guy I I dated, I told him that line. And he's like, (laughs) where's that from? And I'm like, it's from South of Nowhere. He started watching it because, you know, that's what you do when you date someone. You watch each other's favorite shows. He had me watch an American horror story girl that was whack um but he loved him (laughs) he loved him some south of nowhere he watched he watched pretty far he watched like all the way to season three mid-season three um he didn't think the line was that great but yeah the line didn't hit me that well either so um she says that line and then um 
Yeah, that's real talk, bro. All right, so the next scene is uh, Sean, Clay, and Glenn. (laughs) And they are talking about, uh, well, Sean talks about he watched The Godfather, all three Godfathers the previous night. And Glenn is kind of like looking at Sean and Clay like he's trying to figure out their friendship. So pretty much everything that Sean is saying, Glenn is cutting down. Um, He's like, you watch those movies, those type of movies? And um, Sean's like, yeah, I I love those movies. There's so much, you know, underneath the surface and things like that. Um, And he invites Clay to a retrospective regarding um, Bruce Lee and Spike Lee, who are actor and filmmaker. Um, Oscar award winning filmmaker Spike Lee, (laughs) if you guys know what I mean. And we all know who Bruce Lee is. He's the the actress slash uh, kung fu fighter artist movie maker. Um, and Clay's like, Clay doesn't know what the Godfather is or anything like that, but he's down to go because Sean's going. And Clay <laughs> makes the dumbest joke ever when he invites, when Sean invites him to the Spike Lee, Bruce Lee retrospective. He says, oh, the Lee brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Clay, it's not funny. Oh, poor Clay. He's funny to laugh at, but not funny. Uh, Ha ha, (laughs) not funny. And then all of a sudden, they're walking and you hear sirens and you hear a school bell at the same time. It gets real. It gets like, like it went dark. It went like, oh crap, what's going on? Um, They're looking around like, what is this? And you hear people over the intercom saying to get into the classrooms and things like that. The police are pushing kids inside the classroom, like just yeah. pulling and pushing kids, shoving. They're shoving the kids like they're not people. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing football. <laughs> it's insane. So aggressively. And when he they push Clay, he drops his phone in the hallway, which he needs because this is an emergency, and he can't go back. Yeah. And, get it. So, and they like step on it and kick it around, and it just gets completely broken. Like Clay does not have a phone anymore. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy because they don't even know what's going on yet. They just know that everything went crazy. Yeah, while this was happening, I was like, um, is there a gunman on campus? Because this got, like, super intense. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit because it's kind of weird how things unravel. So, funnily enough, I don't even understand how this happened, but the whole cast gets in the same classroom. Yes, so they're all in the classroom and Glenn is so stupid. They're in the classroom and he sees Madison and he's like, hey, yo, Madison, what are you doing here? And she's like, we're all here for lockdown. <laughs> like, we're all here for the same reason. You know why we're here. He acted like it was a, a new class called lockdown. Like, he acted like it was a brand new class. Like, uh, what are you <laughs> doing here? Uh, what are we all doing here? Trying to make sure we're alive. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was all like, oh, so now I got to be locked in with you guys. And he looks over at Sean and I'm just like, why are you ragging about being locked down with him? You were just walking with him in the hall. Yeah, I don't even understand what his beef is with Sean. Sean yeah. hasn't done anything wrong to anybody. Everything's a misunderstanding. So from from Glenn's point of view, as we find out later on, he's upset because he got Clay in a situation with the cops and... That was oh, not right, right, right. a situation that Sean had even instigated. That was something that their skin color instigated and the cops, the L.A. cops. But from Glenn's point of view, 
it was some thug named Sean that got his brother in a situation. <laughs> and some that's thug. totally not fair. Um, I don't even know why he treats him like that. He doesn't even get the chance to really know him, except for, I guess, at the beginning of this episode when he finds out that he's into movies. Um, so they, they find out it's lockdown because someone on campus has a gun. Um, and it immediately brought me back to, uh, to Robinson High School which is um, oh yes we used to have lockdowns all the time except we wouldn't have a gunman on campus but he would be in the neighborhood and we would get on lockdown see okay so oh, but yours was worse because y'all had it across the street well no 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 um here's what my school okay me and nisi are almost a decade apart if you haven't listened um previous to, to any episodes so when i used to go to robinson high school which is our high school that we used to attend we would have i think my senior year we had bomb threats it felt like every single day we had a bomb threat. <laughs> it got to the point where you would just tell your friend, hey, man, I'll see you the bomb threat today. And you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was every day. And I felt like after, like at first it was like, oh, my God, a bomb. Oh, my God. And they have to check everybody's locker. Like they send us all out into the, um, the football field. We'd all get in the bleachers. They check the bleachers first for the bombs. And then if there's no bomb at the bleachers, then we would all go to the, the whole school would go out to the bleachers and sit in the bleachers. And then we would just sit there and wait for like a good 30 minutes to 45 minutes waiting for them to check every locker, every classroom and make sure that there was no bomb there. And then they would send us back and we would go on about our day. Sometimes it was in the middle of the classes, so we would miss tests, we would miss lessons, things like that. So it got to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to take this test. I hope there's a bomb threat today. (laughs) (laughs) I hope there's a bomb threat today. (laughs) It was crazy, bruh. Like, it was like that. You imagine having that history test you ain't studied for that much. And you're like, oh, my God, man. I don't know if I could take that test. I need one more day to study. I hope somebody calls in a bomb threat. Because you don't want it to be you. (laughs) You don't want it to be you because if they find out it's you, you know, that's the end of your, your life. You know, because you're about to go to juvie. But it's always somebody. And I heard that it was called in at, like, every school. So somebody would call, like, the superintendent's office and say, hey, there's a bomb at one of the schools in Hillsborough County. And then everybody would have to leave their their classrooms and go out into the bleachers and just hang out, chill, listen to music, um, talk about what we saw last night on MTV. Um, it was cool. It was like a social hour. So shout out to everybody, whoever did that. Shout out, shout out to them. <laughs> shout out. It was kind of weird because in this episode, there apparently is a gunman on campus. How do we know that the gunman isn't in that room ready to pop everybody? Exactly. I was like, well, if it's an actual gunman, it would probably be like, like a like an adult who doesn't look like a kid that goes there, unless they like just blindly shove them into a room. No, no, and no, no, no. You don't know. It could be a kid. It could be a kid that um that brought it to school, yeah. and then someone called it in because someone at the school has a gun, like one of the students. So I'm saying if they just push people into random rooms, how do you? How do they know? How do the SROs know that they didn't push the gunman who looks like a student into that room with a bunch of students? You know what that's like on One what? Tree Hill. Yep, I was gonna say that when they when they were in the classroom and they didn't know that it was that guy. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry to ruin One Tree Hill for you guys, but it was out like 10 years ago. It's, it's your fault for being late on it. So um, <laughs> there's an episode where there's a school shooter and no one knows where the bullets are coming from. 
So what happens is everyone starts running in different directions into different classrooms. And the gunman runs into one of the classrooms to pretend to not be the shooter. So he's pretending to be scared with everybody else. But as the viewers, we know he's the one that did it. So we don't, but the the actual characters don't find out until later on when he pulls out the gun. Um, So yeah, it's kind of how they did it in this episode is kind of, uh, I don't know if it's the best way to have done it. Yeah, it was too long too. Like we didn't find out until the end what it was. And like there was nothing revealed throughout until the very end. Yeah, it was pretty much everyone in their feelings like they're on Oprah for like the (laughs) 15 minutes or 20 minutes over there. Um, so Clay asked Glenn if he can use his phone to call mom and dad. And Glenn says, my phone's at home charging. Um, why? Excuse me, why you didn't just bring the charger to school? Mm, that's a, well, I guess Glenn don't think. He don't, because he, he's stupid. Like, as a teen, to, and this is the second time he's done this. He did that on the other episode. He, yes, it is. Yeah. He did it in, um... Put out or get out. The last episode. Yeah. And, well, it was a couple episodes ago. But how irresponsible are you? You're a teenager. You live in L.A. In one of the most dangerous cities in America. You don't have your cell phone on you, like, ever? He um, shouldn't even have a phone if he's just going to leave it at home. Like, exactly. You're going to leave it at home with the landline? Like, what's the point of having <laughs> it? And I'm just sitting there just thinking that would never happen in 2019. Kids will never be separated from their phones in 2019. Nah, fam. Back then, phones were limited. Like, there, you couldn't really go on. Well, apparently you can IM from it, but there was no, like, checking Facebook every five minutes, Instagram. Um, but to be without your phone nowadays, that's unheard of. <laughs> so um, Glenn's just... Oh, he's so irresponsible. Like, who are you supposed to be? An he older done. brother? You're supposed to be an older brother, <laughs> setting setting examples for your younger siblings. Get out of here! You're a terrible he, example, yo, man. He's trash, bro. He's trash. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next? It's Spencer and Ashley. Yes, they are at the beach and they're having such a great time. Like, they're I wish so I was cute. there with them. They're laughing, they're splashing in the water, they're, they're so giggling, cute. they're just having a great time. Yes, they are. They're the cutest things ever. Yeah, and um, and I was like, I understand they're having a great time and everything, but why did Spencer skip school if she just said she had, like, two tests in a lab? Like, so you're just going to fail your test and not yeah. take it? Well, I think... Part of it was the fact that she had this weighing on her chest. Her um, her coming out to Ashley was really weighing on her. Like, she needed to come out to someone, actually, because she was thinking about it. Obviously, that morning when she was IMing that rando, she was mm-hmm. trying to Sports um, girl. figure out what to do. And you know what? And what about that name, that screen name, Sports Girl? Um, <laughs> is that supposed to be stereotypical because she's gay? Sports? Uh, I don't know what that means. Like... Girls can like sports. I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of use that stereotype a little bit. But I feel like the reason that uh, Spencer was willing to miss her labs and her, her tests because she really wanted to talk to Ashley about her situation. So, Yeah, and so while they're laying there, she does in fact say, so I think I like girls. And then I don't remember what Ashley says, but I wrote, oh, she told a secret. And she felt so like comfortable just saying it, like, I think I like yeah, girls. Yeah, I th- I like I like the fact that she told Ashley and 
Um, you can tell that their friendship has been building up enough to where uh, Spencer is actually very comfortable with telling Ashley this because as much as she kind of looked pained to tell her, not pained, but just nervous to tell her, after she did, she kind of did an exhale. Um, one thing I really love about this scene is the fact that call me strange but um i love the look that ashley gives spencer because there's so much to unpack with that look if you guys haven't visited our instagram page for get wasted son get wasted on south of nowhere um i have a video that i put up it's uh let your heart lead i reference it a lot because it's uh (laughs) one of my best works um so it's a a beautiful video if you haven't seen it please go to youtube and look at it You'll cry, you'll laugh, you'll fall in love. Just do it. You can go to YouTube, but it's the best quality is on Instagram because the one on YouTube was uploaded like 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago. So I I updated it and redid it and it's in like HD quality on our Instagram page. But it's a video put to the song Let Your Heart Lead by Elliot Yamin. And the look that Ashley gives Spencer here is a a part where... uh, Elliot says, I see it in your eyes. And she looks, she gives her the look that is kind of like a hint of, yes, there's a chance for me and you. And then she, she adds a hint of, that's hot. And then it also has a little hint of, are you serious? And then there's also a little dash of, I'm honored that you're telling me this. So it's like there's so much in that look that she gives Spencer. Yeah, there's after a lot she of things. Her. Yeah, she just it looks very like squinty, very dramatic, and if you look at them both, the way the camera is, Ashley's out of focus until she turns and looks at her. So it's like it's very dramatic. It's very well done on the uh, part of the director. I love it. Um, Ashley pretty much says she kind of takes a breather and she's like. I need to process this because she apparently doesn't want to say the wrong thing. She doesn't want to, she wants to make sure this is the right response to her moment, to Spencer's moment. And this is the first person she comes out to besides her own self. Mm. But they run off, but they don't show anything. They cut to back to the school. Yeah. They're just back at school. And this is when I just first noticed because they said it they were like oh where's the teacher and I think Madison is like oh they probably like ran inside a classroom or something and I was like wow if this was at T.R. Robinson High School this would have been wild with no teacher in the class like that classroom would have been in pieces man everybody would have been been yelling and like screaming and just not knowing how to act man there would have been wild like someone would have brought their speaker yeah, some hot music. People would be would have been a party. There would have been dancing, spitball fights. Yes, all twerking, kinds of things. All kinds of twerking. So here's how the scene actually starts. Um, totally out of character for Aiden. He says that the first ones to be shot will probably be Clay, Sean, and Madison. That and he says so it rude. And it wasn't like ha ha ha. Mm, it wasn't like he was laughing he was kind of like i'm just gonna talk about these people because i'm bored and haha you know it was more it was almost serious when he said it and i'm like well first off aiden you're pretty tan yourself so (laughs) if the cops are gonna shoot minorities you might be lumped in with the bunch because you look kind (laughs) of mexican if you want to be if you want to have some real talk aiden 
Oh, true tri- that. True, true, true. You're not Glenn. You don't have that Aryan race look, blonde hair, blue eyes. You got tan skin. Your hair is dark. I mean, from behind, you don't look white. I'm just saying. So for him to say that is actually like, don't don't get it twisted, Aiden. You're not exactly Mr. Whitey. But um, Sean calls him Snowball. <laughs> that hilarious. was so funny. <laughs> he did call him Snowball. I was like, bruh, he's he's not a snowball. I think I think Glenn's more snowy than Aiden. For real, but yeah. Basically, Glenn implies that the gunman is probably a gangsta with an A. Or a thug. And, and so or a thug stupid. and looks right at Sean. And then Sean's like, well, actually, last time this happened, it was one of your people. Uh, some dumb jock that was afraid to take a test. So he called in a gun threat because he was too dumb to pass this test that he needed to take. And then Glenn yep. is like, Glenn is like, Oh, Oh wow. Dang. <laughs> dang. I ain't know all that. I'm new. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> I just moved here. I don't know what's going on. And actually, and this Glenn, happens throughout the episode exactly. where he says something and he feels stupid because he don't know nothing. Right. And he's, and it keeps going. Like he keeps saying things as if he's gone to that school for four years or three years or whatever. <laughs> And they're like, actually, Glenn, you don't know everything because you just moved here from Ohio. So cut it. Yeah. So we cut back to the girls at the beach because I would rather be there with them than at this racist behind school. With a gunman on campus. With a gunman on campus. And it's kind of really weird that Spencer can't say the word gay for like the first few minutes of the episode she keeps saying they they get up and they walk down the beach and spencer says to ashley how do you know that you're and oh yeah ashley, she just leaves ashley it goes, how do you know you're yeah. or how do i know that i and then even when they were laying down on the um yeah on the, the towels the she towels. says how do you know that you're and she can't say gay for some reason i don't know if that's a thing that they put in to kind of like show that she's unsure about who she is but that kept being a thing that she was um she was dealing with so this is the the part in the episode where we get the title girl's guide to dating apparently ashley has a girl's guide to dating that include um some questions a little quiz and we're gonna go down all these questions because there's some easter egg type stuff up in here and some throwback (laughs) stuff too some stuff before we get to these questions i want to say that spencer's bathing suit bottoms were so cute they were like little short shorts and they were pink and white they were really cute and ashley again pretty obvious has such a hot bod like she she just looked amazing, like always. Yeah, she just did. Gym right now. Pause. Let me go to the gym. What? Okay. <laughs> I said pause. Let me go to oh, the gym real yeah. quick. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, let me see what what we got here because we got we got to get these questions. We got to analyze these questions real quick. So uh, here's the the oh, it's called the how to know if you're hot for girls quiz. So the first question. Who's hotter, Avril or Lindsay? I would say Avril. Yes, I would say Avril. Lindsay Lohan is just a mess. <laughs> yeah. Lodge, she's a mess. Um, which movie is better, 13 or Blue Crush? Now, I have seen half of Blue Crush and all of 13. Nisi? All right, so I have never seen or heard of either of those movies. Well, see, the thing is, Nisi's a lot younger than me, but... 
So here's the deal with 13. 13 is basically South of Nowhere, but the dirty version of South of Nowhere. That's what, that's what I, if, oh yeah, if you ever have a chance, go watch 13, okay? And there's also another thing about 13. I saw it, first time I saw it was in college, and when I saw South of Nowhere for the first time, I'm like, this is basically 13. <laughs> like, it's about two girls, one's blonde, one's looks like Mandy Musgrave, and they're in L.A., and, and they're, they're gay girls from what we surmise from the movie, even though they kind of like dabble, they dabble with it. They don't really go too far with it. But the drugs, I think they, I want to say they do drugs and they drink too, but, um, oh, it's your fave. Uh, the main character and writer of 13 is Nikki Reed, who you know her from. Oh, from Twilight. Yeah, you know her from that. But when she was 13, she made a movie called 13 and she wrote it and she starred in it. Wow. So when I first saw South of Nowhere, I thought that Mandy Musgrave looked just like Nikki Reed. I, I mean, I don't see it now because I've been watching South of Nowhere for so long. But when I first saw South of Nowhere, I thought Mady Musgrave looked like Nikki Reed from, from 13. As far as Blue Crush, I only could stand to watch maybe like a third of it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I, I, that's enough. So I'd say 13 is the better film. The next one is for tickets to The Ellen Show and a box set of the first two seasons of The L Word. Tom kisses Katie. Who do you make out with? And that's a reference to Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. If it's 2005, Tom Cruise, I'm obviously making out with Tom Cruise. Nisi? Um, yes, I do not make out with girls, so I'm going to go ahead and make out with Tom Cruise. Um, around this time, <laughs> there was an episode of Oprah where Tom was jumping on couches, putting his feet yes, all up on the couch. Yes, and everyone makes this Tom Cruise jumping on couch reference, like, well, all he the did time. It. Well, I have it on my iPod, because... You know, I love pop culture. And he he goes from sitting position to standing on the couch. Like, it's so... He's like a ninja. And the fact that he did it... He did it a few times. Because he was just so in love with Katie Holmes that he, he couldn't contain himself. So... That's so beautiful. Yeah, it was just the most amazing thing ever. And he's so hot in the, in the interviews. Like, his face is perfect and his hair is all messy. Because, you know, he's been jumping on couches. And later on, he brings Katie Holmes out, but she didn't know she was going to be on the show. Oprah was like, is she here? And he's like, yeah, she's backstage. She's like, I want to bring her out. She's like, go ahead and bring her out. So he goes all the way backstage. She's, he's, he's kidnapping her, essentially. And she's a gorgeous girl. She's a beautiful girl. I saw her in New York at Starbucks one day. She's tall. I mean, she's actually tall. She's a good she's at least six foot. <laughs> If you know me, you know the joke I just made. But um, yeah, she could play basketball, definitely. Um, <laughs> one thing about the scene that's coming up, or actually the whole beach scene, all the whole beach day, all the voices are ADR. And <laughs> it's very well done. But after a while, it's like, okay, are y'all at the beach or not? Nah? Because it must have been loud that day because they had to redo all the lines in the studio. I don't think there's any real lines in that whole beach day, even when they go at the end and talk under the pier, it's all I didn't studio. notice. Yeah, because some of it don't even match up. Sometimes the, the they're talking, and I think Mandy speaks really fast, so her lips aren't synced perfectly with what she's saying. I guess it must have been loud at the beach, and they couldn't catch all the audio, so they made them do it again in the studio, which is fine, but 
when you notice it and you see like when you're like that kind of person who's I deal a lot with sound and I edit like I edit this podcast and I add I add certain effects and things that fill out the the audio so I can hear it (laughs) but it's cool it's cool it's just something I noticed so do you remember the, the last question Nisi nope okay so the final question is in the girl showers after gym class do you sneak a peek or turn away and Spencer's like, uh, I guess I look. And then Ashley goes, eh, could just be looking for different reasons. Natural curiosity, comparison of size. It could be anything. Yeah, and th- I feel like those are valid reasons. I feel like every girl kind of peeps at another one. Like, yeah. even, even in a not gay way, like. Yeah. Um, let's see, what are we at? Oh, yeah. So then there's a part where these surfer boys come up. And they distract Ashley from talking to Spencer about her quote-unquote problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand her fascination with these boys. Yeah, I was like, well, like, later on when they're, like, sitting and talking with them, I'm like, why is Ashley entertaining them? Like, she's really, like, invested in hanging out with them. And I'm just like, why? You don't even like them. You don't even know them. Yeah, I don't understand what her deal was because one of them tries to lean in to kiss her and she, like, denies him like fully and she's like yeah. ew she's like ew like you know boys are so predictable. she said guys are so predictable and i'm just like well then why do you have them around what's the point yeah and she's like smiling at them and almost seeming like she's catering to them yeah and i don't understand why she would do that if she does not like boys or want to kiss them so yeah and so the boys are looking at her and she's like oh my gosh they're hot and she just walks away with them and i'm like you know what this couldn't be me either just going up to hot guys and introducing myself like oh well she's ashley davies and she's hot so and her body they saw that body and was like you know what we gotta look at this girl (laughs) spencer storms off because Ashley is paying no attention to her and she just came out to her and she's still confused about these feelings. She runs off, tells the boys that she likes girls and they're like, oh my God, that is so hot. So you guys aren't coming to our place? And they're like, yeah. And I also said that Spencer was being so dramatic because she was just going in on Ashley about not paying attention to her and how Spencer just wanted to talk to her about her quote unquote problem and everything. And yeah. Yeah, I think she just, uh, she get kind of freaked out because she just needed someone to talk to because it was weighing on her mind and kind of ruining her beach trip. Um, I feel like Ashley might have been using these guys to deflect from talking about Spencer's problem because she didn't know what to say genuinely um, and didn't know how to come correct with it. So she was kind of delaying that by hanging out with these guys, even though she wholeheartedly didn't really care about the guys um, or going anywhere <laughs> with them. So... Um, Next up, we got Arthur at work. So here is, I guess, the C story. Um, Yeah, C plot. I'm not even, it might even be, I might even give it a C because (laughs) it's kind of flat. It was a very small plot line. Yeah, it's uh, anything with the parents, I'm kind of like taken out of it because (laughs) as, I mean, I'm watching this with my early 20s mindset and I'm watching the show today see people close to my age dealing with problems so these parents i don't really care what's going on in their (laughs) lives i'm not trying to be mean but when it comes to adult problems and people working out their marriage it's kind of like why do i care about you when i got the kids to to make better entertainment (laughs) 
like I'll watch SVU and I'll I'll listen to the adults and I'm like, okay, great, because it's only adults there. What else are you gonna you know listen to? But when you have the kids that have way worse problems, I mean, some of the kids are in danger of getting shot. Another kid came out to another friend, and then we have Paula and Arthur upset because she's getting close to a coworker, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess we'll deal with it. So Arthur is at work. He's a social worker and he's dealing with a kid that is mad beat up. Apparently he's a drug dealer. <laughs> and, um, in the middle of their session, he gets a phone call and he's like, hello. Oh yeah. I got you. I got you. And then Arthur's like, <laughs> Arthur's like, I thought you said you were going to stop selling drugs. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, bro, that's my sister. <laughs> yeah. She wanted takeout. She wanted me to pick it up on the way home. Oh, oh Okay. So then uh, (laughs) Arthur lets him leave and then gets a phone call. And apparently one of his meetings were canceled. So he's like, oh, you know what? Well, since this meeting's canceled, I'm going to go and um, surprise my baby with some breakfast. Excuse me, some lunch at her job. Yeah, That's nice. Arthur's a sweetheart. So um, they cut back to, you know what? They cut back to the beach with the two boys. But you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to continue what? on with I'm gonna continue on with this Arthur Paula thing so we can get it out of the way. Yeah, we could just wrap this up because it was so short that we could just do it and then yeah. go back to the other stories. Let's just so wrap let's get it, it on up. So um <laughs> Arthur and Paula Arthur surprises Paula at work and he has lunch, but he sees that she is sitting, I guess, at the desk of the doctors, or excuse me, the hospital talking to one of her old college buddies so apparently she had a crush on this guy named ben which is also her boss we find out yeah yes her he's boss also her boss and possibly is in, is the main reason that she got the job in la and um was able to come over to la from ohio and had to move the whole family now uh we get a little bit of the backstory that ben was i guess an old flame before arthur or something like that <laughs> and he seems to think that there might be something going on now because she moved all the way from Ohio to L.A. to basically work with this guy. So they're having lunch and Arthur's like, you know, what's going on here? What's the, I didn't know that we were going to move for this. We could have just stayed over there. And she's like, I moved so I can have I can be more challenged. And you want to work with urban kids. So now we're here. You know, he's like, you wanted the challenge. He's like, I didn't know that this was the reason, though. So they're arguing everything like that because they needed to add more story to this episode to make it long enough to be an episode. Um, they I shouldn't have even included this. That's how like irrelevant it was. Yeah, I feel like they did it just to make things longer. Like they didn't have space enough for the, to fit the whole episode. So they're like, "What else can we talk about?" Okay, let's see what the parents are doing. <laughs> so I think that's about it. Do you have anything else for the Arthur Paula stuff? The pa- Parther, <laughs> Artha, Arla. <laughs> no, I like Partha. Partha. But no, I ain't got nothing for them. I don't have anything else for them. I don't even think I wrote anything down about them at all. I just wrote it down to be thorough. Because, you know, we're podcasters and we're doing a review of this episode of South of Nowhere. So we got to be thorough. So Spencer doesn't want to hang out with these boys at the beach. She blows up on Ashley storms um, off storms off and then tries the to walk like she was gonna walk home i guess and which is dumb because the beach is probably far from your house yeah that's why y'all needed a car so 
<laughs> I don't know. Ashley is following her in the car while she's walking and apologizing. Um, and she basically talks about she was kind of a fa- afraid to face Spencer's problem because it was so major. And this is the first day. Was it the f- first day of the new Spencer? Yeah. So they the girls uh, reconcile while Ashley is driving down the street to chase Spencer and talk to her. Oh, Spencer ain't going nowhere. I don't know why she walking. What do you got next? Um, the next thing I have is them walking under the pier. Um, well, I don't have any words of what they said, but you know what I do have? A double crop top alert. So, um, I mean, Spencer was already wearing this before, um, like in the very first scene when she left for class. It's like a tank top, but she was wearing it with like these jeans. So I just thought it was like a short tank top. But since she's wearing it with shorts in this scene, it kind of looks like a crop top because it's kind of high. And Ashley is wearing like a crop top jacket. And they both look great. Mm. That's all I have. That's right. So we did get a crop top alert in this episode. We did have double. To wait Can't next forget week. the double. We did not. I did not notice that. But Nisi is the crop top alert expert, and thus <laughs> she is the person for the job to notice that type of thing. <laughs> um, Spencer just wants to be normal. You know, what I mean, she is. Uh, what she's most concerned about is the way people are going to treat her and what this means for people thinking things about her and being mean to her and Ashley lets her know that these fears are real there's gonna be people that don't even like you that don't even know you all they know about you is that you're gay and they do not like you based on that and that's Mm -hmm. one thing like when it comes to the gay people that I know I've had some of them say I wish I could just be normal and I'm like dang man so a lot of people are are still in that they might live in a certain area that doesn't respect it or something like that so i i do hear a lot that people are like i wish i wasn't like this so there we're back in the classroom and there are tons of boom mics in this. <laughs> did you see the boom mics nisi i did not see any Yo. boom mics so what we're gonna do is add the screenshots of the boom mics being seen in this episode um, because you guys need to notice that. And it's, it's a nice little Easter egg, but it pairs that the, uh, the boom mic operator maybe had just went to the gym and did his arms and they were just, <clears throat> he was just tired. I don't know, but. Or maybe he back- was new and didn't know how to hold it or something. <laughs> or maybe the, the, the director or whoever was redoing the footage didn't even notice that it was happening because they didn't ask to do another take. So they kept it in. <clears throat> Um, I'll send you this after after we get done talking, Nisi. I'll send you the screenshots. Uh, but basically, uh, it, in this scene, we find out that Glenn is probably a MAGA supporter. <laughs> he seems like the type yeah, that would Glenn vote for is Trump. Weird. He um, he says the cops make it safe for Sean to even be able to go to the school, but Sean says that they shoot black people and Spanish people in the back. And Glenn is like, yeah, right, whatever, man. The cops are like mm-hmm. the bomb. They can and be. And Clay starts spitting out statistics about what kind of gun gunmen there are and who fits the statistic and what they're mm-hmm. like, what they look like and stuff. Just yeah. kind of spitting a little bit of knowledge. And, you know, uh, Clay also said that it's uh, from a small town. No, I think Sean or Clay might have said it's someone from a small town. And Aiden goes like, Ohio. And Glenn's like, uh, <laughs> Ohio is a state. 
not a not a town, not, not a, a small city. town. And so, um, yeah, I guess we're assuming on this episode that Matt Cohen is white. I don't know. He looks Spanish. Um, I think he's just white with tan skin. Yeah, I had a friend like that in uh, college that he looked Indian, <laughs> but he was white. And he said it. He was like, it was, everyone thought that he was like Middle Eastern. But he was like, no, I'm white. I'm Italian. I'm white. I'm like, well, why are you? Why are you? Italians have dark skin, like tan skin. Anyways, yeah, this is the scene where uh, Sean calls Aiden Snowball. It was pretty funny, but yeah, Glenn seems more of a snowball. And uh, there's helicopters outside, and Madison goes to the window, and she's like, oh my gosh, you guys see that? Are those policemen or the news? And someone is like, why does it matter? And she's like, oh, so I can go change into my cheer uniform so I can look so good. And Sean's like, girl, you're about as deep as a puddle. And I laughed so hard. And yeah. I was like, yo, he right, though. I like and that. then Glenn comes in, and he's like, man, shut up. You don't know anything about her. And he's like, um, I've been in class with her since the third grade. And oh he's like, oh, God. word? So again, Glenn is stupid. That's and don't what know I'm nothing, talking man. about, yo. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and Sean just starts like naming or describing other people from the class that he was in class with in third grade, <laughs> and Glenn's just sitting there looking stupid because he thinks he knows stuff, but he don't know ish. Exactly. You just moved there, bro. You just moved there. How can you say <laughs> that Sean doesn't know her? They they're in the same county. Like most people in the school have gone to school every grade since kindergarten so how can you say that he doesn't know her because he's because he's black and she's not and that's his girlfriend (laughs) so you think that she don't know black dudes or like what's going on (laughs) and nextly where's chelsea where is chelsea oh my gosh you're right where is chelsea why was she not locked down with them well you know well maybe she's in a different classroom but I would have yeah. loved to hear to see Chelsea's point of view about this because yeah, I feel like she would have been spitting flames at I people. I freaking dare! I freaking, I dare Aiden to say that he wants to. He he thinks that Chelsea will be the one shot first because she's black. <laughs> Chelsea would have spit some knowledge at these people. Not only that, bro. Like, what? Ooh, I, ooh! I wish you would <laughs> say that about Chelsea. I wish you would, Aiden. I wish you would, I wish you would. Bro. You don't say that about Chelsea. I don't even know where Aiden gets off being racist. Like, that's not in his character the whole series. Nah. I don't get... I mean, I get that this episode was kind of to teach a lesson about tolerance and acceptance, but the way we got there, I don't know if I'm agreeing with how we got there. Yeah, and um, um, they're talking and... Madison's like, oh, wait, we were in third grade together? And Sean's like, yeah, we, like, sat next to each other or whatever. And Madison's like, oh, right, like, you um, you didn't, nev- you never stood for the pledge. And then she said that one day she sat down with him and then got sent to the principal's office, and it was, like, her first and last time getting sent there. And then they get, like, really corny and deep for a second, and um, they're just like, or Sean was like, why did you sit with me that day? And she's like, I don't know, I guess it just felt like the right thing to do. I don't know. I just felt like it was a corny thing. What did you think about it? Um, it was cool. I liked I liked it for the f- pure fact that Glenn's just like, oh crap, they know each other and they <laughs> participated in a in a sit in with each other and they got in trouble together. And I'm just now meeting her and I don't know anything about her. Um, exactly. Also, you don't know nothing about her. So what you talking about? Sean don't know nothing about her. You don't know nothing about your own girlfriend. What was I going to... Oh, yeah. You you get Glenn saying, why would you not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? 
There we go. <laughs> MAGA supporter. Future <laughs> MAGA supporter. This is the equivalent. Stupid. Them not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance is equivalent of um, of the kneeling situation that we... Exactly, well, it's, yeah. It's kind of cooled down a bit, but, you know, it's kind of like the kneeling of today. And Glenn is just, like, not understanding. He's just like, why wouldn't you stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? It's like, uh, duh. So then they they make up, and then we, we get um, lockdown is totally fixed, I guess. Oh, yeah, because we forgot a scene when Paula and Arthur are eating. They see the news, and they see that a person has been apprehended. It's a student. It's a, it's a girl. Yes, and I put... It's a gun, a woman, woman in all caps. And, you know, you can't discriminate because gun people can be men, women, black, white, tall, short. They can be anything. So, yeah, no discrimination around here because <laughs> I thought it was a gun man, but it turned out it was a woman. They put gun woman on the, on the newscast? No, I put gun woman in my notes. Oh, okay, yeah. So it ended up actually being a white girl. So they were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they're all stupid so glenn sits there and he wonders why clay is even friends with sean and clay's like bruh you don't need to know all that just know that i am friends with him that's all you need to know yes and while they're talking they look i put they were kind of segregated because aiden stands up next to glenn and then clay stands up next to sean and they're like all facing each other so it's like the whites over here the blacks over here but then they make up right after and they kind of they dap it out and they fix they yeah mm-hmm. um i don't uh get why glenn is slightly racist and judgmental considering he has a black brother that's true you have a black <sighs> brother i don't understand you know glenn is a process he he this whole series he's getting worked on you know just remember remember this episode guys remember how mean glenn is and how how he hates sean and he doesn't understand Clay and Sean's friendship and all that stuff. Remember this moment, okay? Uh, we're going to go back to uh, Ashley and Spencer. They did say something. Ashley was giving her uh, the pros of being in a relationship with a girl. Um, your wardrobe increases in size. Uh, oh, yeah, and she says, uh, you guys wear the same shoe size. I remember that one. Yes, and... Uh, you can both be emotional with each other and no one's sitting there not wanting to talk about their feelings. Everybody wants to talk about their feelings at all moments. Um, so you know each other's feelings. Um, so that's that's one thing that um, we'll probably get into the... Oh, yeah, we'll get into later on, but um, that is something to remember as well. Uh, <laughs> Ashley and Spencer start to leave the beach and they're on their way home after a productive day. They find out that and their they day, find out, yeah, yes, they find out on the radio that their day just became even more productive because <laughs> there was a lockdown at school, so no one would have even noticed they were gone. So true that. Look at that, because they barely. I mean, basically, the day at school was just trash because no one had a class <laughs> meeting. They just hung out and did they even eat lunch that day? <laughs> How do you eat lunch? I think, who? The kids or Ashley and Spencer? The kids. The kids in the classroom. They were in the classroom all day. Oh, yeah. They definitely didn't eat no lunch. <laughs> they just Dang, started. That must have. Was that a whole school day? Because if it was a whole school day, yeah. they would have been in that one classroom they came for like home. seven hours. Literally. They came home. Uh, Glenn and Clay came home. And 
they were just like, yo, there was lockdown today. And uh, they were, Paul was like, where's your sister? And they're like, oh, we, we thought that Ashley would bring her home because uh, mm-hmm. Ashley took her to school. And Paul was like, well, if she even made it to school. And so yeah. they're riding home and Spencer and Ashley realized that it was good that they, they snuck away that day to kind of get everything, you know, settled with what Spencer was feeling. Now, the end of the episode ends simply with Ashley dropping her off and Spencer walking into her front door of her house. I thought that I was going to find out if if the parents found out that she was actually not in school that day, if there was going to be an argument or she's going to pop into the house and they're like, wait, where were you? Or question her on whether there was a lockdown or what happened. So we don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, but that was she not resolved. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Um, so that, that would have been something if the writers could have continued that. I mean, I know the episode was kind of long, but they could have very well took out the Paula and Arthur stuff just to give me that scene. Cause I feel like that would have added a lot more to the plot and the relationship between Ashley and Spencer and how her parents view it. So yeah. we have reached the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what was your favorite line i already know what it is but say it for the fans out there my favorite line (laughs) is sometimes you got a lie to live sometimes you don't somber how deep beautiful (laughs) touch me in my my spirit what about you oh my gosh um mine was from sean when he said girl you're about as deep as a puddle oh yeah it's (laughs) funny i i use that line sometimes too very rarely, but I have said that line in public. Oh, you're as deep as a puddle. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that was a good one. I like that. Um, if you could name this episode anything else besides uh, Girl's Guide to Dating, what do you think it should be called? Um, Probably something like hooky, because they played hooky and skipped school. Um, I feel like something with the word lockdown is pretty, like, obvious but um that's what happened or um something like knowledge or truth because they were all dropping knowledge and truth to each other in the classroom then you gave me three oh answers. and spencer drop huh you gave me three answers keep going <laughs> and spencer dropped knowledge and truth to ashley well she dropped truth to her when she said that she liked girls maybe not knowledge but yeah some of those some of those words what about you th- dropping knowledge would be good dropping that's a good one yeah it's very urban (laughs) truthful secrets like secret truths yeah first episode truthful secrets truthful secrets that's a cool one actually i do like the the title girl's guide to dating because she does give her the quiz and all the rule book stuff so that is cool but if we could just be fun and name it as something else i like i like dropping knowledge or something like that because Girl's Guide to Dating only represents what Spencer and Ashley did that day. It doesn't represent what the other kids talked about. And I think it's important that we reference that. We can't neglect what happened at school. So, and then Truthful Secrets are kind of, it kind of encompasses everything, especially Paula and Arthur, because you can consider what Paula had, you know, moving to L.A. to work under her her previous uh, flame be a secret. Because it was a secret from Arthur until he just found out on this episode. So that was the episode Girl's Guide to Dating. 
And that episode had a lot going on. Uh, it appears that our episodes are going to be pretty plump from now on. Um, yeah, we I have think, so many things to say, man. Yeah, we hope I think you guys like everything that we're saying because we literally just speak the truth and we speak everything that's in our hearts. Yeah, it's never anything like we plan it. We we get we write down notes, but we kind of just go off the cuff and just kind of joke around, make references to other things and things like that. I know that our uh, episode that we did after secret truths it was uh friends lovers brothers and others i believe and that was about half an hour but this one you didn't have much to say i don't know if we didn't have much to say or what was up but from now on as far as i can know um they're gonna be this long and uh, especially so. when things start getting real oh my gosh get ready for like two hour episodes oh, in the man. future dude season two boy <laughs> Season two is my favorite, so I'm going to have a lot to say, especially when things get serious, because... Yeah, like, I'm thinking about everything that happens, and I'm just like, wow, we're going to have so many things to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Actually doing a little bit of research on some of the themes that happen in season two, because there's going to be things that we need to talk about that involve a lot of psychology and um, relationship kind of things, so... Yeah, get ready for season two. But we're going to get through the season one so we can kind of develop the characters a bit and, uh, you know, let everybody know what they're all about. So that is Get Wasted on (laughs) South of Nowhere. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go on iTunes, subscribe, send send us a little message or put a little comment up there and let us, you know, let the world know how dope we are. Give us five stars if you can. And um, just let us know, you know, in the comments or in the uh the review that you like what you hear if you don't like what you hear you don't like what you hear but i feel like we do a good job here what do you think nisi i think we're pretty entertaining to the fans like i feel like they laugh at some of the stuff we say yeah they love that crop top alert don't they (laughs) (laughs) they love that they love uh they love a lot of our quips we're we're really silly girls uh we've always been really silly i don't know where we get it from i don't even know what the word serious is like that's how silly i am <laughs> like what is serious oh uh, yeah i never heard of it i don't speak that language um <laughs> i'm kidding we will get serious and some of these episodes are in fact serious so get ready for that we do gotta you know talk about certain things that are going on and um but until that happens we're gonna be silly Uh, Our next episode is Friends with Benefits. This one is a lot. I bet it was really fun to make Friends with Benefits because there's a lot of kissing. A lot of people (laughs) kissing people, different people trying to kiss different people. So thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, once again, my name is Nettie Smith and my sister. I am Nisi Smith. And we'll catch you guys next week uh, for Friends with Benefits. This has been Get Wasted on South of Nowhere. Bye. Thanks for listening.